Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today's episode 108. Uh, and we're going to talk about it's never too late to change career paths. Just got myself and Brad in the studio. Brad, what's going on, brother? Not much, man. Excited. Uh, been a while since I've seen you, so it'd be uh, this should be a good episode. Been out for a hot minute. Been, like I said, just traveling a lot. Uh, still trying to find my niche in this uh, this real estate thing, but good to be back. And then obviously we got our, our event tonight. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm pumped up about it. And we didn't even talk. We had our current event episode, which if anybody listened, we didn't even talk about your, your real estate deal. Have we have we been uh, the old Monopoly man and bought anything yet or what? No. So have not bought anything yet, but um, yeah, dude, I've been fucking busy, um, honestly. And I, I mean, realistically, I've just been kind of fucking kicking it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm meeting uh, a lot of people in the uh, in the real estate world, like a lot of good people, Um but at the end of the day, connections are only so good. You know, it's like yeah, you got to get out there and, and do the damn thing. So, went from information gathering stage to doing a lot of traveling to meeting a lot of people, and now I'm kind of gearing up to to hopefully do that and just have a billion properties. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yep. So, uh, all right. So we're gonna talk about, and you pick this topic. So it's never too late to change career paths. Interesting one. Uh, I just, I'm just curious. Why'd you end up choosing this? So honestly, I'm a man of the people. Okay. So, okay. Uh, I usually, whenever like I feel like we're kind of lacking on like a topic idea, I reach out to the people and I say, "What's something that you think would be an interesting topic?" And uh, I had a couple people come in and say that uh, about how it's never late, too late to change career paths, um, which is interesting. Like, because I feel like I don't have like a whole lot of value to add here. I haven't like worked a whole lot of different jobs in my lifetime, um, but I feel like I have a lot of value to add on how to push somebody to like actually change and do what they want to do. Well, and and you have the insight into the difficulty of of making that transition, yeah. right? Like obviously you weren't super late in your career path, but at the end of the day, it's going from I'm doing one thing, set on one thing, this is what I'm building my whole career around to shit, I got to flip the script. So it'll be interesting to hear what you have to say. But before we get into it, um, that's a good idea. Like I think we should start putting up regular stories and just ask, like, if you if you're a listener or you're interested in our podcast, what's one thing that you would like to hear about between personal and professional development? Yeah, and I mean, like, literally anybody out there that's listening, if you have something that you think is interesting, you want us to talk about, you like to learn more about, shoot us a message. We're all ears. Uh, we'll find something for you that we can talk and uh, hopefully provide some value to make you uh, a better person to level up in your career life. Yeah, and uh, and I'm sure even if we. Whoever it is, whoever we do pick, we uh, we give you a shout out on the pod too. So let's try to do that going forward. So let's start here with quotes, quotes on changing career paths. What do you got? So this one I feel like can be interpreted a lot of different ways. It's a Warren Buffett quote, and it is, in a chronically leaking boat, energy devoted to changing vessels is more productive than energy devoted to patching leaks. So I feel like this could be associated with you're having issues at work, you're having problems uh on a task, whatever it may be, I feel like there's eventually you got to look at it and be like, okay, is it worth trying to fix this anymore? Or is it time to start something new? And I feel like there's a lot of people that live their entire lives without ever doing something new. And they just sit there and they kind of live a miserable existence of, okay, well, I'm going to get by because, you know, this job's been good to me or this has been, been fine overall. And if I have to go do something new, it's going to be really, really hard. And I don't know if I can do it. Um, and we'll, we'll dive in a little deeper on why I think that all those are kind of excuses, but, um, that's what I have for my quote today. What do you have? Yeah. So mm, kind of similar. 
And it's a Gary Vee quote. So the Gary Vee quote is, uh, we have to change the conversation in our society of what success looks like. It's not to make a billion dollars, where I just got triggered. <laughs> it's to wake up in the morning uh, and be in a good mood. So this is kind of like what you're talking about with the uh, Warren Buffett thing. So directly correlated, even though it's not talking about careers necessarily, it's directly correlated to what you're doing in your career. There should be no price tag on happiness and fulfillment. Um, and if you take a pay cut starting out to switch careers, but you can actually see a path to like, hey, I can make as much or exceed that, then you have to fucking do it. Because like starting over and being like the new person for a couple of years in terms of compensation or status or whatever, uh, and then balling out for 10, 20, or 30 years doing shit you love is way better than doing 10, 20, 32 years of something that you fucking hate. Yeah. Especially if it's a job. It's something that you're going to be doing for eight plus hours a day. Yeah, I mean, so why do you think it seems to be more difficult for people to change careers as they get older? So I had a couple of things here, um, and I think these, these probably, you know, these next two questions we have are just going to be the same thing, but we'll just lump them together. To me, um, money, right? You typically have to start at a lesser salary. Um, and that can obviously be difficult for people, especially if you have a family that you provide, uh, provide to for and, uh, and have like a, a, a lifestyle you're accustomed to. The next one is status. So that can be a difficult one for people to swallow that isn't talked about as much when you go from like a management level or a senior level or whatever it is. And you got to jump down to the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, so that's a lot of people that yeah, just tough to swallow. So the last thing I have, which is a little bit of a different answer, uh, is change is difficult. So I've been rereading the book uh, "Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself" by Dr. Joe Dispenza, and so there's something called Hebb's law, which essentially um, says that nerve cells that fire together wire together. So the longer you do something, the more you're hardwiring wiring your brain and neural pathways uh, of doing that thing. So more brain, more things connect. It makes it easier. You're just doing it at a subconscious level. So essentially, uh, the more connections you make, the more you're hardwiring. And AKA, the more you do your job, uh, the more neurochemically attached you become to doing that job. And that's why it's more difficult. Yeah, I mean, those are all the three things I had is people find comfort with technology ever changing every single day, they kind of feel like, oh, how am I going to learn how to do that? Um, and they might not ever be able to catch up to where they were. So, and then obviously for me, it would be a big thing is family and the comfort of where you're at. Um, it takes a lot to, if you've been somewhere for, you know, five, 10 years, which I feel like isn't quite as common as it used to be with maybe our parents' generations. I feel like people now are, you know, kind of, you know, tearing the page and starting something new, whether that's the same position, but a different place. Uh, I see that happening. Maybe not so much a completely different career path. Yeah. Um, so honestly, I feel like, like we've talked about before, you have to you have to enjoy what you're doing. You have to be happy. I mean, I feel like the, I feel like even in my business, I feel like I'll eventually get it to a level that, like, I'm not going to get enjoyment out of it anymore. It's going to get to a place where I'm. It's not really growing at a scale that I wanted to do. I'm not doing jobs that are exciting to me anymore. It's just going to end up being it's something I go and it's my business. It's making me money. Um, but it, I'll eventually lose that that happiness and drive. And that's probably when I'll either want to exit the business or start a new one and just, you know, let somebody run that and me just try something new just to see if I can do it. Yeah. So, so here's a question that I didn't have on there. So we talked about 
we're talking about career change in terms of a choice. Obviously, a little bit different with your situation because of the the accident that you had and having to shift. So what do you think is more difficult? Like changing careers, like being able to brace yourself ahead of time and trying to like figure that out and deciding to change a career or having everything kind of stop on a dime and you're forced to change careers? I think if you're forced, it's easier because you don't have a choice, right? If you have a choice to stay or to go do something new, you're probably going to do with whatever is more comfortable. So I think it's got to be a lot harder to sit there and be at your desk and thinking about how, man, like, you know, I really like doing this, but the back of your mind all day, you're thinking about something completely different. And you're like, man, I, I like doing that more. And to actually take the time, the effort um, to go do that, that takes a lot of fucking balls. And I don't think a lot of people do that. Um, and, I, and I respect that. I respect somebody that can take that, that life jump. Like we've talked about it. Bobby's talked about it a little bit off air about some stuff that he's got going on. And I hope, you know, I hope he pulls the trigger one day and he, you know, finds that happiness that he really has with, with work. So um, it's cool to see people do that. I've also seen people like, like Joey Worth, who was on our, um, our show before, and he comes to a lot of our events. Um, you know, he, he started a business that seemed to be going really well. COVID, COVID came and kind of, kind of fucked him. You know, he didn't really have a choice and, uh, he changed career paths and, uh, I think he really, really enjoys what he's doing right now. And I don't know if he would probably trade that. So it's interesting to see the different dynamics. Um, obviously one of those was forced and one of these is maybe an option moving forward. So it, it should be interesting. Um, and you're, you're going through the same thing right now. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a crazy world out there. And I think you have to do what makes you happy. Otherwise you're just going to just go through life. Yeah. So that's, that is a good uh, perspective to do it or to look at it. Right. Because I mean, neither one's easy, right? You're forced to start over and do something and you feel like an idiot for the first, whatever that you're doing. And you like, like, you know, nothing, but I guess, yeah, in your case, the bandaid was ripped off for you yeah. as opposed to somebody like sitting there and looking at it. Like I can do this, but I could do this today or I could do this tomorrow or maybe the next day and, and putting it off. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in, I like to touch on it a little bit. I think a lot of people <clears throat> do look at these items of like, oh, I don't have the resources to to go do real estate or I don't have the knowledge to go do that. Um, or I don't, I don't think that my family is going to support it. Well, you have to like look at it and be like, all these things right now in the world is the easiest time to learn any sort of knowledge. You can literally sit on YouTube, listen to podcasts, read books, and you can jam in a four-year degree in a month, you know? So to think that you can't learn how to do something is very foolish. And if that's that's if that's a hang-up for somebody, they need to kind of get over it. Um, if money is the, is the hang-up, there's people that have built super successful businesses with with no money. There's people who have created huge real estate portfolios with no money, right? Sam Prim, $40 million rental portfolio is using zero, literally zero dollars of his own money. Yeah. So, I mean, money shouldn't be an excuse either. Uh, What people need to do is they need to just realize that the most precious commodity we have is time. Time doesn't care what you decide to do. It just keeps ticking along every single day. So I think that if, if you're worried about your age, that's not, you're not going to get any younger. So why wait for tomorrow? The best time to start is today. So I think anybody out there that's listening, if you're not happy with what you're doing, if you feel like there's a passion that you have that you can make a living, that's not going to put you in the level where you can't make your house payment or can't keep up with bills. Take that pay cut, learn how to do that skill um, and grow from there and be happy with what you're doing. Yeah. 
So did you just kind of jump to like advice that you might give people? Because I, I'm happy to piggyback off that a little bit, unless you've got something separate. No, I mean, that's pretty much like the advice I have for people, just because I, I feel like we talk about like these these factors that are there, but they're kind of like limiting beliefs where people are like, okay, they can't get past it because, oh, I don't have any money or, oh, I don't have the knowledge to do it. And I feel like it's just like a right time to kind of like, no, it, there's always the right time. There's always going to be an avenue to be successful. And I feel like that's one of the biggest hangups for people is they just don't take that that leap of faith and, and trust themselves essentially. Yeah. And so going off of yours, when you talked about like there's YouTube videos, there's, you know, Tony Robbins oh, like put it best and I'm sure he took it from somebody, but it's, it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness, Yeah. right? Like there's so much shit. It's, it's easier to become successful. Um, it's actually the only thing that holds people up right now is information overload because there's so much yeah. shit and information out there. But if you take the time like after work or whatever it is that you have your full-time job, like you can learn this shit. It's like, that's how, when I was building a recruiting business, that's how I was able to do real estate on the side. I just realized down the road, I was like, man, I love listening to real estate and learning about real estate more yeah. than I like recruitment. Um, and then the other piece is the, or the other side is like the Ben Newman method, right? It's like, you don't know what you want to do, right? But you think that there's something that you like. It's like, sit there and research whether or not you can make money on it. Yeah. And Ben Newman says, put in, start out putting one hour, one hour a day after work, every single day after work. Do that for a month, Right. And it'll total up in 20 hours, right? Do that for three months. Obviously, you'll be at 60 hours. Like, continue. And if you're seeing results, it'll motivate you to work a little bit more after work and a little bit harder after work. So it's like, you know, it's either resourcefulness, right? It's finding people that have um, already built the wheel for you uh, and a combination of actually putting in the time to see if you can make money off of it. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of money out there. Um, if, if you want it, you can go get it. It's just, you know if you're going to put in the effort and be resourceful, like you're saying. So, um, and, and I, I mean, I've thought about this and I think about this all the time just cause it's like the entrepreneur in me is like, I think of new business ideas. I feel like every single fucking day. And just like you said, we're like, Oh, dedicate an hour every night. Um, that's been something I've been like kicking around in my brain lately is like, man, you know, it would be fun to like try to do something new or, or do something that my wife can do and build something for her. And it's like, well, when do I have time to do this? And then I find myself laying in bed at, you know, eight or nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, fuck, like I could be doing something right now that would be more productive than what I'm doing right now. Um, so it's funny that you brought that up. Yeah. So we, uh, going into, uh, like, career change, like a career change that you've had um, and why or maybe how you've done that, we're going to, we're obviously going to be able to play this from two sides of the coin. Yours was the forced way, like you were forced to shift careers. Uh, why don't you go first and then I'll talk about what's the most difficult career change I had to make. Yeah, mine, mine definitely won't be nearly as interesting as Matt's just because I feel like I kind of lived the dream for a long time. You know, I, I drove race cars for a living got to travel all over the country and the world. Yeah, that doesn't um, sound interesting at all. I mean, it's not it's like, like <laughs> as far as like, you know, ripping a tear off and starting a new career, it was kind of in the same realm of what I was doing. It was something I kind of anticipated doing in my future. It just happened a lot sooner than it did. Um, but you did write on there like maybe like a story of somebody else and something I wanted to touch on because I feel like I've talked about my story before, but is the people that you see about online, on podcasts, on YouTube who have been incarcerated, who have been in jail, um, that had literally nothing. So their career was spending five, 10 years behind bars, right? 
And when they came out, they could have gone back to their ways of whatever put them into that position, or they've they've developed a business or been super successful at what they did. Um, I find those stories to be super interesting. Those are people that literally 180'd from whatever path they were on to a totally new one. So I think any any story where you've seen somebody who's been incarcerated, came out and changed their life around is super interesting. And I feel like if those people can do it, if you're sitting at your cush job at a desk and you're unhappy, you can do it too. Especially if you're working remote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So most difficult career change I've made. So, but I, here's the thing. is like, I think everybody's kind of talked about this. It's actually gotten progressively easier. So the real estate thing I was already doing on the side, yeah. like I put myself in a position um, and work something out with Dan to where I'm going to have money coming in over the next two years. So it's not like I need a paycheck. So there's not that sense of desperation, which good and a bad thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's a, it's a good thing because I do have money coming in. It's a bad thing because I feel like I don't have as much, like right now, I don't have the fucking like, let's go, yeah. let's fucking get this drive. Uh, but I have a feeling that's coming. And then the one before that, was when I went from working at Nestle Purina to starting my own recruitment agency. And it was like, I'd been doing recruiting for five years. I did it at an agency. I understood that. Um, I learned how to, you know, the corporate side of things too. built some good relationships, uh, read a book, the Tim Ferriss book that helped me like negotiate a half work from home schedule. And so I was able to transition that like pretty solidly it was difficult, right? Like there's just so much information you need to know about like taxes and, you know, filing for an LLC, not all difficult, but just a lot of little shit that adds up. Um, but honestly, looking back at like the most difficult one was going from like graduating bartending to a corporate nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine. Yeah. That was like, I, all I did in college was bartend. So it was like, I was used to like late nights. I love the social aspect of bartending. Right. Sometimes I could work long enough to where it's like, okay, I'm working, but I'm going straight out, you know, yeah, yeah. hang out with the friends, do whatever. Going from that to like nights to days, then working 40 to 50 hours, like right in front of a computer, like no real training. Like my first two, like my first, like probably four months in a corporate gig, like I've never felt like more of a piece of shit in my life. <laughs> That's that's funny that you say that because when you really do think about it, you like, it really has to be a culture shock going from, you know, whatever you're working, but you're probably having a good time as a yeah. bartender, right? To fuck. Now I have to sit at a goddamn desk behind a computer for the next 40 hours. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, totally sucks. And making a hundred fucking cold calls a day, like turning in a call report. It was fucking just God awful. So, um, the one thing I did have, I think a lot of people, and it might even be talked about this, like a, a person that's gone from, um, failure to success kind of, but more so like shifted careers late in life. And that was Colonel Sanders. So oh, yeah. we all know like late in, it took like the franchise late in life to pick up for, uh, you know, his recipe to be picked up and all this other shit. But so backstory, full backstory, when he, when Colonel Sanders was in seventh grade, he had to drop out of school to take care of his family as a farmhand. At age 16, he faked his age to enlist in the army and then got honorably discharged, became a laborer, uh, so because he couldn't serve in the military anymore, lost his job uh, because he got in a fight with a coworker, decided to study law, ruined his law career because he got in a fight with someone else, <laughs> uh, had to move back with it and his mom and started selling insurance, got fired from that for insubordinance, uh, bought a motel, the motel burned down, and then in his 40s started slanging his famous recipe 
Uh, and then obviously, you know, the rest of the story, he sold, you know, at some point his franchise for like 2 million, which nowadays would have been worth like 15 million. And then oh, yeah. since then has like just fucking exploded. But a story of somebody who late in life shifted careers and went pretty well. Yeah. Cause what he was like 72 when his recipe finally got picked up or something. Right? It was, so. yeah, it was late. Yeah. He started like doing stuff in his forties and then like 72 is when it really fucking took off. That's crazy. But that's like, I mean, you see that. I mean, people who waited forever um, and, you know, finally chased their dreams. And I, I I feel bad for those people because I feel like they never really got to enjoy the money that they did earn then. Yeah. It's like, fuck, like if you would have just done this 30 years sooner, 40 years sooner, really follow your dream and taken after it, uh, you could have done it. And something that I, that I think we, I, I can't believe we actually didn't talk about it all is how quickly you can become successful now with the short form media, like TikTok, Instagram reels. I mean, you can, you can show one of your products or your ideas right now. If that fucking shit blows up on Instagram or TikTok, I mean, you're instantly set. I mean, we, me and Dan have a, a girl who we went to high school with who basically became TikTok famous and YouTube celebrity just from posting some videos of the business that she does now. So it's impressive. I mean, if, if there's a great way to start doing something to put yourself out there is that way. So it's funny you uh, you mentioned that. What's the chick's name that does like the um, boring businesses or whatever? I think it's is that Sanchez. Like Cody Sanchez. Cody Sanchez. So I was looking at her stuff. She, uh, there was a guy who had used to play, used to play football, decided to go into academia. And, um, and then on the side, like he was coaching football and he saw that like most of these college athletes, it wasn't like a big college or anything. He's like, all they knew growing up was how to play football and they were struggling to get careers outside of college. So with WordPress, a Calendly link, and I think that's just about it. There's like one other thing, like just that didn't cost anything. He used those three to, and basically just said, hey, if you're going to be looking for a career out of college, set some time up on my Calendly link. Here's how much it's going to cost for a session, right? In his first week, he made $10,000. In his first two weeks, $20,000. His first month, he made $40,000. Can you imagine going from like, hey, I'm going to teach to like, hey, I got this idea in this business, being like two grand in with all your expenses paid for for this business and your first week being like, damn, I just made probably like three months worth of my salary. I mean, you don't have to sell me on it. I, I fucking, my wife will do crafts or something in the basement. I'm like, hey, uh, make a TikTok of that. Or, you know, like I could get a website up and we could start selling these things like tomorrow. Yeah. You know, or like, so you don't have to sell me on it. I think it's impressive. I think um, there's a guy who, who I guess was just trying to help somebody, obviously something he was passionate about and ends up fucking killing it in business. So hats off to him and anybody else who takes that leap. Yeah. And I think just kind of like putting a bow on this thing, it's like anybody who's out there thinking about it, it's like, especially if you fucking hate your job. Like yeah. if you do not like your job and, and this is always going to be easier coming from the other side, right? Like yeah. Gary Vee can yell at you as much as he fucking wants and cuss at you. But like at the end of the day, he's worth a hundred million dollars. So it's a lot easier said than done. But take the, like, the financial aspect will come a hundred percent. If like you start enjoying what you're doing, that will come. I would say, but take the money out of it for a minute and just be like, what if I woke up every day and I was like, I'm fucking pumped to yeah. get to go do what I get to go do. That's what my, like, that's what my big like mission is like right now to continue to enjoy things that are in my like zone of excellence that I love doing. And if you do actually like doing this shit and you find it, you don't get burnt out. 
Yeah. Like you don't, or not as easy as I should say. It becomes a game to you and it becomes a thing where you are going to find a way to be more successful than you ever were in another position that you were in. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I can attest to that. Every day I go to work, I look forward to going to work. I go to work when I'm sick. I go to work when like it's a shit day. It doesn't matter. Like, What I, about when the CDC says to stay home? No, I went to work then too. So, uh, sorry about that. But no, I mean, honestly, and and something like taking the money aspect out of it um, to an extent, like make sure you can still pay your bills. Um, maybe you have to cut back on some of the things that you like to do outside of it a little bit for a little while. Um, but literally, chase your dreams, bet on yourself more than anything else, and go for it. Yep, love it. Well, we're uh, we're at time, and we gotta uh, help. Dan set up for the event. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Did you have something before we were going to go roll out? No, I don't have anything. But hey, if you made it this far, if you made it 30 minutes into this episode or however deep we are, you need to go hit the subscribe button, write a review, give us a rating and share it with a friend and then share it with the person that is the brokest guy or girl you know, because we will make sure we level them up. Yep. Yeah, 100% do that. We appreciate you guys tuning in and we will see you all next week. See ya. Deuces.